1: Welcome to the Hyperfast Agent Podcast. I am here with Lisa Archer. I'm so excited to have her. She has scaled multiple locations for her team. She's the chief opportunity officer, and I'm excited to pick her brain today about how she's scaled, what she's up to, and her vision for the future. So Lisa, share with us a little bit. You're in quite a few different markets now. Right. So talk to us about how that happened and kind of the evolution of that process.
2: Well, so how it really happened was that we've had, we had agents on our team that were either moving somewhere. Expansion had become this buzzword and it was, it was fun. Lots of, you know, lots of training. Um, I went to the first ever expansion training and then I've gone, I think nine or 10 more times. You know, one of the things that I totally believe in is that if you're not in training at least one or two days a month you're not growing and you're going to go backwards. So I surround myself with amazing people who are doing amazing things. And I try to implement, and I say, try, like there's certain things that just won't work in some of our markets. Yeah. So there is a try factor in some places, or as we like to call it, testing. Uh, testing, yes. Just to see if it works. Mm-hmm. And um, then just surrounding myself with great people. So one of the things that really started it was we had an agent that was moving to another location and okay. we didn't want to get out of business with her.
1: Because you liked her, absolutely, she was well absolutely, and she she's, okay. she
2: ran a great business, and we know we knew that our systems and models would scale to where she was moving. So when she moved, we we started um, an expansion location, and it worked out really well. And um, what
1: was the first location that you expanded to? Well,
2: technically, it was a little bit more local to Charlotte because that's where our hub is. Okay, where, you know, basically, we talk about our hub, in our instance is where my pink chair sits. Like I've got this pink chair in my office, and wherever the pink chair is, that's the hub. So if I ever decided to move, it would would move with me. Okay. Um, And then for us, the the hub is also the systems and the models. It's not even the people who do any of the things. It's the systems and the models. Okay. So that's what you scale, right? right? You get a business with great people and you've got systems and models they get to follow and tap into and implement for their own business. And so our first locations were were local, and we realized really fast, and by really fast, I mean we didn't realize until about six months, that those locations were not going to be profitable for us because the price point was way too low. Okay. So think you, you've got the situation where you get a lot of referrals. So we get a lot of agent referrals. And so when you're immediately taking splits off the top and yep. then you've got it splits with the, game. the team, it, it's completely different story, right? Your profit margin goes really down. So we were closing, literally almost paying to close, properties and a couple of markets. And that was just not going to be scalable because we can't just go and lose money. I'm
1: glad you brought this up because this is actually what I see when I talk to a lot of agents that are trying to do this. They have people who move into other markets. We actually had the opportunity to expand into Richmond and we had an agent that I adored and I felt like, oh my gosh, this could be great. And when I studied the numbers it couldn't work where I could also support her with leads. Right. And then I felt like if I can't support you with any leads, how am I going to help you scale and grow to a level where it's unstoppable? Right. Right. So that's that's interesting because I think there's a lot of people who don't look at the numbers. They don't study as quickly as you do. And then they end up like starting to expand in all these locations. And then they take a step back and they're losing money from their hub. Right. Okay. So you, you go down this path and this is a great lesson for everybody to learn. You start studying the numbers. You're like, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Well, it was,
2: you got to imagine if we're losing money, that means the agent is working extremely hard for not a lot either. Right. And I I couldn't, that was the biggest part. It wasn't even the losing money piece, which of course you need to treat your business as a business. Right. It's also, I have a huge heart. Our company is called Level of Homes and it's because I love hearts and my buzzword is love. So I love my people. And if they're having to work that hard to make very little money, I, I couldn't sleep at night. And something's wrong. Right. It's broken. So like we had a mutual conversation we got out of business with them. And guess what? They're thriving. You know why? Because we taught them how to lead generate. We taught them how to opportunity generate. We taught yeah. them that every opportunity of people that they meet in any situation and to go to masterminds and to do the training and to continuously, you know, time lock and do. Yeah, learn and they're doing great. And that's I feel awesome. like, you know, there's never anybody we get out of business with that I didn't leave in a better place than
1: they were when we met them. That's huge. Yeah. That's a valuable lesson right there. If that's your goal to leave everybody better than when you met them, you're really doing a service to the world whether you stay in business with someone or not right. because they feel more prepared to approach their business and succeed.
2: Absolutely. Because we've never gotten out of business with anyone for there's only two reasons you ever get out of business with somebody. One of them is culture that's just irreparable. Like you're a completely different culture match and it's yep. just never going to work. And the other ones you're, you're following different business plans. Yeah. Cause you can start down the road going toward that, bis- you know, going straight there towards that goal with that, you know, with this business plan. And if one of you goes sideways or goes a different direction, are you ever going to meet? No, like you're never going to, you're never going to hit the same goal cause you're doing two different things. Yeah. So that's the only two reasons you ever really get out of business with people.
1: Yep sometimes I feel there's one other, which is just their personal life yeah. prevents them from this is being a true story. able, but that's also part of the business plan, right? right. They can't execute the business plan when they have right. certain things go on in Absolutely. their life. That is a distraction. So we've had people that we've said, Hey, when life changes for you, we really want to encourage you to come, come back. back. Yes. Cause you're amazing. Yeah. Your, your focus, like it's, we've, we've tried to work on it. Yeah. We've tried to work on these yeah. things and your focus isn't here right now. And for us, we want to hold our people to a really high standard. So they right. have to have their mindset right and their focus calibrated.
2: Absolutely. I completely agree with that.
1: Awesome. So you evolved to the, these two locations, you pull back, and then it sounds like at the same time there were other locations yeah. where the price point did work and you were moving yeah. forward full yeah. steam. Yeah. So talk to us about those.
2: Yeah. So, and, and almost every opportunity that we've gone and, and expanded in has been somewhere that I've taught. Either in a market center or in a region or at an event like this yeah. or whatever, it's always they have to. Well, that's the reason I teach, and it's not for recruiting purposes, it's so people can meet me, yeah, and actually get to see all right, I am full on somewhat crazy, and you have to be able to know that you can deal with this on a daily basis because I move super fast, yeah, I'm sure you do too. I move super fast. And to some people who don't move with the urgency that I have, it always feels like I'm right behind them, like pushing them. Yeah. So that's another piece for us. We let them know up front. All right. She moves super fast and she's always going to feel like she's nipping at your heels. It's just because I want them to win. Yeah. And if they if they can't deal with it, we might have a problem well, as well. Well, the good
1: news is for somebody who's going to love that and thrive in that environment, Absolutely. you're a magnetic energy. Yeah. So you're going to pull them in and they're going to say, I want to be in business with her because right. I want that accountability. I want someone to push me and I want to succeed at a high level. True. So by actually interfacing and teaching they're going to be, they're going to come out of the woodwork drawn to you if they're the right fit. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's, that's exact, awesome. Yeah. So how do you get the opportunities? Because I'm sure there's some people out there that are going, wow, if I could get in front of people and I could teach like she's doing, you know, maybe I would have the same success. Yeah. How do you decide where? So two questions. Yeah. This is loaded because I'm yeah. excited. <laughs> um, two questions. How do you determine where the price point is right? Do you have a threshold where it has to be above this average price point to make an expansion work? Yeah. And then is that, then how do you go out and get opportunities to teach in the areas that match that price point? Well, so uh,
2: because I've been in the business going on 15 years now, like I'm starting my 15th year in real estate and I've done a lot of teaching. I've, I'm a, I'm a coach. I have been in every mastermind. I've been to every conference under the sun and I just have a lot of friends all throughout the industry. So yeah. that's easy. That's the, that's the easier part because I've been doing it so long and I had do have that many connections. I just put it out there. So whenever we've got, if there's a new class that I want to teach, I'm going to go learn it. I'm going to go take it. I'm going to take it numerous, numerous, numerous times. And then if the opportunity arises and they say, Hey, you're in, I'm, I'm going to take that opportunity too. And the other piece of it is if you put yourself in the right place and you have the right conversations like I I don't necessarily when I go to these events I want to meet leaders. Yeah. Whether they're they are running a big team and I want to emulate things and learn from them or like leaders of market centers or owners of market centers or the VPs of X, Y, and Z company. Like right. I know pretty much all the CEOs, not all the new ones, which means I need to go get out there and go meet some of the new ones. There's been a lot of change
1: recently, right. I'm like,
2: <laughs> but most of the, you know, the ones that were in the last three to five years or yeah, at least five years. I have all their cell phones in my phone. Like, I can call them and say, hey, I'm going to be in a so-and-so area. Um, I've been invited by other brands to come to their conferences to, you know, report socially. So if if you're out there and you're offering to do these things and always coming from contribution, things are just going to happen. And I'm literally making an announcement later today that everything that I'm teaching from Mid March to May, end of May, I want instead of any type of speaking fee or whatever, that I'm going to donate all that money to Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Oh, that's amazing! Yeah. And that happened as an, op- you know, as an opportunity. I was nominated for Woman of the Year. But, I did Woman of was the like, Year. Oh my gosh! A few so here years go. ago, right? yeah.
1: And it's amazing.
2: Yeah, it's go- it's going to be so much fun. So everything that I'm doing between now and May or end of May is going to go toward LLS. Good for you. Thanks. That's incredible. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Don't even pick
2: your brain now about some things. It's
1: really, we'll ta- we'll chat it's later. really, really amazing yeah. what you're doing and I respect it. And I know that it's a huge time commitment. Yeah. So that's cool.
0: Are you a real estate agent looking to grow your business in the DC, Maryland, Virginia area? The Kerry Shaw and Orange Line Living Team is looking for talented, motivated people who want to be a part of a collaborative and competitive team poised to become number one in the world by 2021. Our new agents have success at a rate that is nearly nine times the industry average, and our experienced agents average over 252000 dollars a year. Our industry-leading lead generation training and support systems put our agents in the best possible position for success. If you want to work hard, serve more clients, have fun, and make more money, then call us today at 703 661 9756 or go to com
1: If you were to leave someone with a thought, because to me, your leadership has to be completely on point to have culture resonate from multiple locations. Yeah. How do you create a culture? that is not only intact because there's people out there that are trying to create a culture in their own office. That's challenging. Right. How do you duplicate that culture and infuse it into all of these different locations and keep it alive?
2: I would say first and foremost, you've got to be, everybody has to be on board, whether it for us, because we're with KW that we've got to have the market center on board and the team leader and the OP and the region and all of that. Everybody's going to be on the same page. And that even down to like the person who's cutting the check. So the MCA at the office, you you don't want that. You know, if your agent's going in to get their check and they're saying, oh, well, your team messed this up. Now call us first. Right. So yeah. we, we have those conversations early and often. And then we do a lot of like we do we use Slack. So we're constantly okay. in communication with our team during the day. If anybody's got, you know, if they set an appointment when they and, and not just appointments, like if when they take a listing or whatever. And I know like yours would be blowing up we, that's, that's part of our thing. We want, we want everyone to high five each other from the operations side to the sales side. We still do it. Yeah. So we we, we we want the high fives. Automated with
1: every signed buyer agreement, every signed listing agreement. And you can high five people individually from that, but not as a group, but a ratification. Everybody high fives. Nice. Perfect. Yep. Perfect.
2: That's it. And that's a big one. And then we do zoom. So when you're when you're you're having these meetings, you really do need to see face and tone and mm-hmm. you know, inflection because text or email doesn't always convey that I'm no. really excited about it even if I'm putting emojis, but yep. you can see it on my face and now that I have my little sticks with the heart oh um, yeah, I stole them.
1: Awesome. Well, and sometimes you have to deliver information that could be really sensitive, but right. it's important that they understand it for their growth. Absolutely. And so that feedback having have it, for me, I'm big on in-person conversations, but Zoom is starting to take the place of that, especially when you have people who are in another, another right. location. Right. Yeah. Okay. So it's about celebrating together, communicating together. And what else?
2: Well, so the other one of the things that we do, so we have a meeting like on Wednesday nights, we call it happy hour, and it's basically a sales meeting and it's fun. And we talk about like goals and, actu- uh, goals and actuals, and then, and then on Friday, we do a fail-forward call. So it's like midday, and um, everything that we talk about there is, okay, tell us something that you failed at this week, and what did you learn from it? Okay. And sometimes, if they didn't, they don't realize what they're learning from it yet, that gives another agent an opportunity to jump in, or me, or any of, our, any of our operations to jump in and say, all right, well, what if you had done this? Yeah. In a positive way. Right. And and it gives them you like, all right. what if you use this script? Or what if you did this? Or what if you is, I have a lender that might be able to do that. So they're problem
1: solving actively. Yeah. Yeah. So it's funny because Sarah Blakely talks about how her father used to ask at dinner for failures. So we're starting to implement that strategy with our (laughs) three-year-old. And he's not quite clear on what a failure is. He's like, I don't know. I rode my bike. We're like, well... Uh, but we think like, wow, the mindset that yeah. comes with talking about where you failed in a positive way sets you up to just move that much faster through anything because you view, you view it as a win, even if it's a failure. Right. Cause you learned something. Yes. Yeah. I think
2: that's why I'm, a lot of my classes are so fun, like people, and they rave about them and I, that's, you know, total pile on the back. It's not because of what I'm talking about. It's where I'm, we're talking about our failures, yeah. like where we're talking about, all right, when we moved into this market. Even though it was the same MLS or this and this, the paperwork is so different. And we didn't know that yeah. until we were in. And, and then like there's, you know, what, you know, so it's not even, that's why people love to come because we do talk, we talk about the failures way more than we talk about the successes. Well,
1: even today, you could have left out the fact that there were two yeah. expansions that didn't work, but that's the and We've had more than two. Lesson. Don't get me wrong.
2: Like we've gotten in business with the wrong people a couple of times and it, same thing. It was either culture or it was, it was the wrong business. You know,
1: we weren't going to be on the same business plan. Okay. So I have one more question and this is a big one. How do you interview to try and shelter yourself from picking people who aren't in culture? What are (laughs) the questions that you ask? How do you get clarity over that? Like, let's imagine someone from today approaches you and says, I want to start... That kind of already happened. <laughs> okay. It's not surprising, right? Yeah. So right. if that happens, how do you know whether to move forward and how are you going about the process? Well, so
2: like I said, we were KW. So we I've been to career visioning and recruit select. I'm actually potentially going to start teaching it. And so we've done that type of going through the process with people and interviews and questions and this and that. And every time we interview somebody else, we're we'll probably add a new question to our list. Okay. It's just constant. Or every you know, time
1: somebody doesn't work out, you're like, ah. exactly.
2: Where? what, <laughs> what can I learn from this situation? What did we miss? And then we're having even more conversations with like their team leaders, but we really talk about where did your last 10 deal, 10 deals come from? Mm. And if they came from stuff that is, like I said earlier, if it did not come from like the lead generation that we do or that we're not proficient in, not that we, we were pretty proficient just about everything, but if, the, if all of their business came from referrals, they're not going to want to Legion rate. Right. Like they're not going to want prospect, except for the people they know. And we have to know that. And I look, my business, yeah. in most, you know, our biggest source of business is still referrals, agent referrals. Yet that's going to be harder, especially if their price point's low. 'Cause you're gonna be you're gonna be coming up against the split again really, yeah. really fast. Yeah so you did we we that's a question we didn't ask in the beginning and now we do because we've had that we've had that issue. And other ones would be, or tell us about a uh, time in, in your life that you failed and what did you do about it? Or if we've got their resume, we're gonna look and say, All right, looks like you job hopped hop a little bit, like what happened? And then we wanna listen for that victim convert victimhood and and all of
1: my managers were horrible exactly like, run, every single run. manager you had
2: was terrible <laughs> which means you're going to be talking about me as your former boss very soon that uh, i'm terrible you're not gonna and work i can't out. i yeah yeah so
1: we yeah. had someone the other day we interviewed that said i've been with three teams in the last year and all of the people on those teams were awful we were like <gasps> how quickly could we run away right like oh like if you said all the team leaders, we would still run. But all the people on the teams, like yeah. what? Look in the mirror, my friend. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we're totally on the same page. <laughs> yeah. Very, very good input. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to be here with You're us welcome. today. We Thanks really appreciate it. And if you guys want to reach out to Lisa because you want her to teach in your office, in your team environment, in your market center. Definitely get in touch with her. Her information is going to be below. Give us a quick thumbs up and subscribe. See you guys soon.
0: Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Hyper Fat Show. Subscribe to us if you want to make sure you get the latest and greatest Hyper Fat shows. And remember, we love reviews. Reviews help us bring better and better guests, and improve our shows, and give us the good, the bad, and the ugly. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we will see you next time.